Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Tuesday, April 6th, 2021. I'm Andrew Hansen alongside Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. And we're here for an eight-game NBA slate. Coach, are you ready for a terrific Tuesday? I am ready for a takedown Tuesday. I am ready, man. Terrific takedown. We'll put them together. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to bounce back. Last night was one of those, you know, injury bug bite you things. I had three guys get hurt. How odd is that? That is rough, especially when you have a, a pay-up guy like Harden get hurt. Yeah. And my hybrid line, my cash lineup, it cashed in cash games like we wanted to, even though yeah. Trent, Trent got hurt for a little bit but came back. Yeah. And so it was one of those um, lineups that we, we encourage our members to make sure they're playing heavy amounts of cash so that if it doesn't, score in the gpps at least you win your 50 50s and double ups and that was that's what happened last night yeah yeah all part of the coach talk process you got to grind on nights like that limit losses and then that sets the stage for profit and then huge hit nights which hopefully we have one of those top one percent nights tonight i love the slate yeah eight games half of the teams involved in a back-to-back only one total over 230 and only one game at seven o'clock to get us going yeah, it's all staggered out tonight, which is fun. Last night was insane. Trying to watch those games all at the same time, keep an eye on baseball. The NCAA was starting. It was just mass mayhem. But how about my my Baylor Bears? I called it last night. Had a nice plus 185 on the money line last night. I was loving it. That's terrific. Yeah, they they uh, they earned it start to finish and yep. cru- cruise to the title. I didn't expect a blowout like that. That was that was surprising, but I I did think they had the upper hand. They were playing great ball. Yeah, they they uh, they were terrific, no doubt. Yep, no no question about it. another. Again, a big shout out to B Jordan for taking down our our first uh, contest for the NCAA and uh, JP Wild second. So there you go. All right, you want to get us started with game one. I sure do. I would love to. It is the Chicago Bulls at 20 and 28 against the Indiana Pacers at 22 and 26. First night of a back-to-back for Indiana. So that is something to keep an eye on. And uh, as far as injuries in this game, we have Tice and Temple out for Chicago. Kobe White is probable. And then on the Indiana side, big news here, you know, two starters and a rotation player. Sabonis, Brogdon, and Lamb all questionable. So we got to keep a close eye. That's going to obviously uh, change the, the dynamics of this game based on that information. Uh, Vegas has it. By the way, I'll tell you what. Vegas was right and having the Mavs only a five-point dog. They, the Mavs kicked <laughs> butt. Yep. So you don't argue with Vegas. When it looks like it's skewed, stick with them. That's, that's my best advice. But right. that was... How about the Mavs performance, too, by the way? Yep. hate to jump uh, the gun here, but I was so impressed with that win. All right, back to this. So we've got a pick'em game for, for uh, Vegas, 226, which is a really healthy number on, you know, uh, I believe it's the tied for the second highest on the whole board here. And that's mainly because we have two really strong-paced teams, ninth and eighth. And defensively, Chicago's 20th, Indiana's 11th. So definitely potential for some good DFS points here. 
Um, you know, I, with Kobe White coming back, that takes a little bit of the bite out of Sadoransky, who's done a fine job. I think he's still going to start. But the question is, is he going to get enough minutes to make an impact on an eight-game slate is what we have to figure. Levine is back now. He had, he was dinged a little bit. He played the last game, but I think he's closer to 100%, so you can expect a little bit more from him as well. You always have your go-to value guy, Patrick Williams, but you could get seven, you could get 30. So, you know, more of a GPP kind of play. Uh, Thad Young's been good. He's been consistent. Um, he's, you know, he's getting the good minutes and he fills up the stat sheet with different stuff. The question is his usage. It's low and, you know, they don't run much for him, but he's always an option, uh, you know, priced so-so. The guy that, you know, I want to focus a little bit on is Vuk. Vuk seems to have now, after it's, what, been a couple of weeks since he's been there, he's got some games under his belt with these guys, and they're starting to utilize him a lot more. So I know he's expensive, but he's not as expensive as he was, and I think that he needs to be considered, um, especially if Sabonis uh, is out. So we got to watch that closely. Uh, It's hard to, you know, say on the Indiana side because we need that news but if those guys just happen to all be out or two of the three are out I think you know you got to look at Levert as a strong play Miles Turner steps way up with Sabonis out usage rebounding jumps up Uh, and then for the the two guys that have been consistent value and often pay off uh, you know they're not going to break the slate but five six x and that's Holiday or McDermott so there's some depth in this game, uh, some value on the Indiana side if those guys sit, and some pay-up potential for a few guys uh, here as well. But I do like the game. I, I'm going to have some exposure, but I need the news to to finalize who's going to be in and out. Yeah, on on the Chicago side, if I if I was going to pay up between Vuk or Levine, I would go with Vuk, but I don't think I'm going to go there tonight. I like a couple of the other center options later in the slate. So I think I would be most likely to play Thaddeus Young, if anyone from Chicago. Okay. Um, I think with Tice out, he'll get a few more minutes. So I like that little bit of a bump. And then I, I don't like Kobe White coming back for Sidoransky in addition to Sidoransky's price going up. So yeah, that's probably going to cool. Yeah. It's probably going to be Thaddeus Young or pass on the Chicago side for me and Indiana. Only if those guys are out, then I would look at Levert, uh, TJ McConnell also, and then Doug McDermott would be my three favorite targets. Holiday would be a GPP option as well. Very interesting. And I, I want before you jump to this next game, I got to tell you, I don't know if you can, you can't see my notes there, but I have cheat sheet notes. And this is the very first time that I couldn't fit all the injuries into my little box there. <laughs> Did you yeah. see how many guys are out for these two teams? Which one? New Orleans, Atlanta? Yes. Yeah, it's a it's a big chunk. I've and got so, two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve guys written down. Really? I think yeah. I only wrote down about two thirds of that because yeah. of some of the guys who've just been out for a while. I know. I just I put everybody today for the hell of it. I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll read it to you and tell me if you have anybody different because okay, I because I had to go to the secondary sheet. I thought you know this is a first. I gotta <laughs> point this one out. So I have Ingram is questionable. Adams is questionable, Zion questionable, Lewis doubtful, Hart and Nikhil Alexander-Walker out. 
And uh, so that's a lot of guys. And I have Isaiah Thomas in. Yes. That Isaiah Thomas. That's right. <laughs> How about that, man? And then for Atlanta, I have Hunter out, Collins out, Dunn out, Reddish out, and Capella probable. So there we go, the dirty dozen in that game. Right, exactly. So let's start with Isaiah Thomas. How about How this about it? story? Yeah. This is let's let's break down the situation here. We have a 32-year-old Isaiah Thomas who mm-hmm. not too long ago was a finalist for the MVP of the league. Yeah. And now now he's on a 10-day contract and we know we heard a lot about backing up the Brinks truck and he's been humbled since then cuz he didn't get the huge payday, he's been hurt, he's bounced around. But now that he's back on a 10-day contract, I mean, I think it's all systems go for IT. He's not coming in there to, you know, play pass first point guard. Whenever he gets out there, he is going to jack. He's going to be aggressive. And I would also think that he's going to be ready to go. I mean, he's not going to come out there and need to be on a a minutes restriction. Uh, You know, he's going to be ready to go full tilt for as many minutes as they'll give him. And I I love his price on FanDuel, 3,900. Yeah. Um, against Atlanta, which is a slower paced team, but they're 19th defensively. Um, and, he, you know, I think he's likely to come off the bench and and most likely play against a guy like Lou Williams, who's not known for his defense. Uh, that, so, that's a, a definitely, uh, you know, Ole defenses. <laughs> exactly. Base it off. Both of them going against each other. I like both those guys uh, off the bench tonight. So. IT is definitely in play for me. He's a little bit pricier on DraftKings, but he's in my initial build on FanDuel. And then uh, with with the starters, uh, yeah, we'll just have to see about Zion and Ingram, some some massive dominoes there. But Lonzo, man, did he come out of the gates? He sure did. Eight, eight for 15 on three-pointers in his first game back, putting yeah. him now at 39% on the season from deep. So what an, what an impressive turnaround from him with his shooting. Uh, pretty good game situation for him. I, th- I think he's playable. James Johnson, if he starts again, he's been priced up, but he's just playing phenomenal basketball. I yeah, mean, it makes me sad that he's no longer a Maverick. He's playing unbelievable. Yeah, it just didn't work out there in, in Dallas, but he's no. really taking advantage of this opportunity. He had a full line in the last game, plus six stocks. Unbelievable. So he's just phenomenal right now. And then... We'll see about Adams, but Billy Hernan Gomez is uh, an option as well, uh, depending on the news. If if Zion and Adams are out, he's a decent price tag. On the Atlanta side, with these all those guys out that you mentioned, the, the last lineup they put out there had Trey Young, Bogdan, and Herter all in the st- starting lineup together, yeah. which which I don't really like for any of the three of those, especially no. at their prices. Bogdan Not enough is, basketballs to go around at the three-point line, you know? Yeah, I mean, if you look at the last game, Trey took 11 shots, Bogdan 10, Herter 11. And that's not really enough for any of them. No. I mean, Herter could pay off at that price tag, but not playing next to Trey and Bogdan. So I'm not really interested in those guys. It, it probably would be Lou Williams or Pass for me. Gallinari would be an option as well. I mean, this is a good matchup for Atlanta. You know, New Orleans is 28th defensively, middle of the road pace, and Atlanta just crushed them uh, about a week ago. Trey Young didn't even play. I know that all the key guys were out for New Orleans, but 
the bottom line is it's, it's a good situation for Atlanta. And I like how Lou Williams, when he's out there, it's going to be his show if Herter is in the starting lineup. So uh, could could uh, get one or the other bench guys here, one of the other bench, one or the other bench veteran guards. I'll tell you, man, I, I, I this game just gives me an absolute stomachache because it is so there's so much volatility to this. I I mean, I, I hate to do this on these podcasts with games because I know people tune in and they want our advice. And, you know, we we put it all out there, but I do, I don't know what to suggest here. I mean, you've got two teams on the first night of a back-to-back. You've got a low line at three and a half, so it should stay close. And 228's a darn good number. That's actually the second highest, not 226. So, uh, you know, it makes you want to play guys here, but I don't even know where to begin until we get some of this news. I mean, you know, guys like Johnson are phenomenal plays, but not if Zion, you know, and Ingram are back. Um, Lonzo's probably... 100% 100% lock and load in every lineup for me if Ingram and Zion sit. But, you know, if is a big word, you know, even though it's two letters. So I need to see what's going to happen with the news here. Um, I do agree with you, though. This Trey Young, Bogdanovich, Herter thing is sort of a nightmare if you're a DFS player because there's just no way that any of them are going to get enough shots up that they need to, and they're all going to want to take them. So hopefully Atlanta shuffles their guys back in. And they, you know, put Herter in that role off the bench again and let uh, Young and Bogdanovich at least get 15, 16 shots each. That's got to be the men for to pay off their their number now that Bogdanovich has gone up. So, yeah, I wish I could be more specific about this game. Uh, it, it could end up a game where I have like three guys or it could easily be a game where I have nobody. So, um I do want to mention again, though, because it's it's hard to wrap your arms around for everybody, is Atlanta, since McMillan took over, has played really good defense. I mean, it's hard to believe, but they have played slow and they've paid, played good half-court defense. So the days where you expected the Trey Young Atlanta running gun teams to you know score 130 and give up 128 uh, are, are pretty much over. They're winning in a new you know, manner with, with uh, pretty much the same guy. So uh, I'm going to have to take a wait and see on this one, Andrew, and then okay. go from there. All right. All right. Seven, uh, seven thirty game also is Philadelphia at Boston. Boston's on the first night of a back to back. We've got uh, Philly at 34 and 16 Boston uh, hovering around 500 at 25 and 25, trying to get it going. Uh, this is only a one point favoritism for Philly on the road, which is pretty impressive. Uh, and it's a 223 total. We know that uh, Maxi is probable for Philly after I believe missed the last game. And the only guy uh, out for Boston right now is Fournier, who's going to sit uh, this one out. We've got Pace of Phil- Philadelphia at seventh and Boston 21. Philly, the second best defense in the league, but they got manhandled the last game so who knows where that's at and then 16th for boston interesting game i mean you've got two teams that that battle pretty hard they're not real fond of each other and you've got some uh some big prices to pay uh but you know the question is do you want to pay up 
for the, you know, the Simmons, Harris, Embiid, uh, Brown, or Tatum's. You got five big pay-up guys that you could really soak a lot of your salary right here. Um, and, I, you know, I just – I think these two teams are good enough defensively, and there's most of their good players back. I know Fournier's been, had pretty good usage since he's gone there. But, you know, it's – I think the ball gets shared. Now that Williams is the starting center – He's getting some decent usage. Marcus Smart stepped up last game, and you never know. Kemba can throw a really good game in. I wouldn't recommend him because he's been so incredibly inconsistent. But the bottom line is there's a lot of usage spread there where we've had several games where two of the top guys are out and you can focus or pay up for a guy and feel good about it. Same thing with Philly. I mean, it's, it's just a different world. You know, you've got Harris priced way up now because of his performance when Embiid was out. Simmons, same thing. You know, so I know there's great plays here, and you may need a guy or two from this game in the optimal lineup, Andrew. And you're the Boston specialist, so maybe you can shine some light on this. But I just – there's not enough value on any of these guys for me on this slate where you can really – get players at the same level and not use as much salary. So I, I very reluctantly am passing right now in this game, but you know, things may change as the night goes on unless unless you got a gem for me you can talk me into. Well, I think one or two guys here from the Boston side could work for me. You mentioned how these teams don't like each other. And that goes back a long way. And guys like Marcus Smart step up for this type of matchup. He's a good price here. Been playing pretty well lately. And when he gets full minutes, which he has gotten, uh, if it's not a blowout or back-to-back, -back, et cetera, I mean, this is a front end. But if if he gets 30 minutes, he's been playing pretty well. So I like him as a potential. He's probably my favorite play in this game. Okay. Or I might go a little bit a little bit higher and look at Jalen Brown. Um, you know, he's that much cheaper than Tatum. And he's had some games where he's been more productive than Tatum recently. Yeah. So I'm a little uh, afraid of Danny Green defense, though. He played yeah. him pretty tough last time. Well, I mean, the last time uh, Jalen actually had a big game against Philly, but Tatum was out. So obviously he got more shots. Yeah, um, that's, yeah that's a huge difference. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's not like he's a key play for me or my, my favorite yeah. play on the board. But uh, those are probably the, the two Celtics I would look at. And I do want to mention Evan Fournier, who first that first night with Boston, he could not yeah. hit anything. And then it may have gone under the radar for some folks, but uh, a couple games back, he scored 20 points in the fourth quarter. I know. And hit a ton of threes. Didn't do too much else besides score. But then last game, 17 points and six assists. So yeah. he's definitely starting to get in the groove and... I think he really benefited from that high-scoring fourth quarter because the Celtics teammates were really supportive of him and, and happy for him after that dud in his first game. And he's 5900 on DraftKings, which is another uh, solid price. So th those are the guys I would consider. Well, Fournier's out. Is he? Yeah, he got ruled out this morning. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed that news. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Well, hey, how about uh, maybe a couple extra minutes for Marcus Smart then? Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown, I think, it gets my attention because of Fournier. I mean, Fournier shoots the ball, period, whether it's going in or not. So 
I'm with you. I th- I think those two guys are the two guys I'd look at price wise too. Excellent. And then any MVP- love for Robert Williams, by the way? Uh, I don't know if I'll go there with the Embiid matchup. Yeah. Um, I like uh, Ennis Cantor here later in the slate, who's a little bit yeah. cheaper. I'm with you. Cantor's yeah. going to be chalk city, but it's yeah. worth it. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to mention that Embiid is averaging 40 and 10 against Boston this year. <laughs> is that all? <laughs> That's all in two games. So he's he's gotten up for it. But both of those games were really the key defenders there were Tristan Thompson and Tice. Right. And it'll be Williams tonight. So uh, I'm not going to pay up for Embiid since he's also just coming back in the lineup. Only played 29 minutes last game. If I knew he was getting mid-30s minutes, he, I'd, I'd be all over him too, no doubt. All right, game four. Let's go to the Lakers and Toronto. Another 7.30 tip down in mm-hmm. Florida. We've got Toronto as two-and-a-half-point favorites after that two-point win last night over Washington. Uh, island game for the Lakers. Low total yeah. here, only 210. And for injury news, we have uh, Drummond questionable, Wesley Matthews questionable. With Toronto, we've got to call Fred Van Vliet questionable after he was ruled out last night. Rodney right. Hood questionable. I'm going to say that Watson and McCaw are doubtful. They've been out for a bit. And Lowry, of course, is out. So let's start with the Lakers side. Uh, if Drummond plays, that uh, mixes up the front court rotation quite a bit. Gasol, who's been back in the starting lineup, uh, might get pushed aside if Gasol starts interesting little rematch against his former team at, at 3,900 on both sites. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if he gets a little uh, extra motivation here and gets fired up. But I, I don't really think I'm going to get to the Lakers side here. Schroeder and Kuzma have come down a little bit in price. But, uh, you know, Toronto still solid defensively. They're 12th and just not expecting a real high-scoring game here. Um, so it's probably more likely that I would get one of the guys on Toronto. I don't really want to stack a bunch of guys over there either, but if Van Vliet is out, Bembry was awesome as a spot starter last night. He's still really cheap. Uh, Flynn was amazing. Even though he came off the bench, he had seven stocks. Unbelievable game he had and everybody scratched him because he got pulled from the starting lineup and then bang. Yeah. Yeah. 34 minutes, he really he really stepped up. Amazing. Um, so if Bembry starts again, he's probably my favorite play from this game, and otherwise it might be a pass. Yeah, this this is somewhat of a train wreck. I'll, I'll tell you, how far have the Lakers tumbled, though? They're, they're a two-point dog against a Toronto team that doesn't have Lowry or Van Vliet playing, probably. <laughs> it's just like total collapse. I'll tell you, watching the Lakers in some of these late games, because – that's all that's left on the slate, or we're playing after hours with them. They are painful to watch right now. I mean, they stink. And, uh, you know, Drummond, that just, I don't know what to trust there. He's playing, his toenail fell off. So who knows if he can get full run and all that baloney. And then you got, you know, the jam up with, with Harrell and, and Gasol uh, also trying to sneak in there. So I don't want to mess with any of that. I'll tell you, you know, Morris has been steady, but again, just I, I don't see the reason to push anything there. On the Toronto side, you know, is is Flynn going to be able to do that again off the bench? Is Bembry going to be able to do that again in the starting lineup? I mean, those are the two value guys, but 
I'm not sure you go, you can't go to both really. So you got to sort of determine, in my opinion, which guys the the better go to. I actually sort of like Trent and Ananobi the best though. I mean, Trent's priced okay. Ananobi's too high price, but you know, he's, he just gets a little bit of everything and, and can usually get there. Um, You know, Siakam should be a plug and play under the circumstances because, you know, with, with the backcourt being out, but you just, you know, the consistency there with that high price tag is a little bit of a concern, uh, especially if they have some beefed up interior uh, defenders, you know, Gasol will play him tough if he's in there and Drummond is certainly a big body and Harold. So, you know, not, not sure I want to spend up on Siakam, but I think he makes perfect sense. Um, Boucher is the other guy, you know, he's inserted into the starting lineup. Uh, we think again, and, you know, but the question always is, is he going to get enough minutes? Nurse really treats him bizarre. Sometimes he just blows it up in 28 minutes. And then sometimes all of a sudden you're seeing a 16 minute game with, you know, 14 fantasy points. So hard to trust. Perfect guy for a GPP that could win, you know, bring down a, a tournament for you, but a little bit of, of danger there. So I like the Toronto side with you. I agree. I think a guy or two from Toronto makes sense in this matchup um, and not loving the, the Lakers side at all. And again, with this low total, it's it's not a very exciting game. All right. Well, I'm not too excited about the eight o'clock game. Are you? Memphis and Miami. That's right. Oh heck yeah! Why not? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's interesting. Memphis on the first night of a back-to-back. It is an island game for Miami, if that matters, uh, which it does a little bit, I think. You've got a fast-paced Memphis team at six. Miami, of course, at twenty-seven. They're going to grind you. And then uh, defensively, here's the problem, and that's probably what you're alluding to, seventh and fifth. So you've got two top seven defenses, the numbers 218, uh, Memphis being a uh, – is, is this correct? Memphis a five-point favorite? That's got to be nope. wrong. Miami is the five-point favorite. Okay, I marked yep. it wrong. I knew it was wrong. It had to be. If so, I was going to delay this podcast and go make all the bets I could make. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could get Miami plus five. Yeah. Um, I have Memphis with Winslow and Melton out and Clark questionable. And I don't have anybody written down for Miami. Is that correct? Just that Akpala is still out. And Oh, God, yeah. that changes the slate for me. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, you, you take a look at this newfangled Miami. How about this defensive lineup? Oladipo, Robinson, who's okay. He's a little underrated defensively. Butler, Ariza, and Bam. That sounds like stellar, tough defense. Don't be surprised if they don't continue to climb up the ladder. You know, do you remember when Miami, and I remember it distinctly, they were 21st defensively before, you know, in the first like 10 games without Butler and everything. Right. And I, I couldn't believe a Spolstra team was in below 20. Now they're fifth with a bullet. Don't be surprised if they don't finish in the top three defensively with this new unit. Um, They're fun. So in saying that, you know, it's hard to go to Memphis here. Jaws price is is a little up. Joe Val's price is up. You know, uh, I don't think you get quite enough from the Allens and Andersons. And Brooks 
being guarded by Butler, no. So Memphis is going to be a simple pass for me tonight. Um, you know, here's the problem with Miami now. We're back on that scenario where it's opposite of what it was before. Now they're loaded with guys. They have a big, like, eight- or nine-man rotation. And, you know, the question is, does Spolster let these guys start getting a lot of minutes on the court together? I think he will to develop that chemistry. You know, this this is game number 51 for them uh, in a 72-game season. So, you know, you're, you got your final 19 games to get this team ready for a playoff run. And with, you know, with the likes of Oladipo and Ariza, you know, being late to the party here, I think they need to develop continuity. I think Miami's going to be a good play on a lot of nights with some of their key DFS guys because of that. But the negative side of it, like I'm saying, is there is going to be a little bit of, uh, you know, spreading out of the usage. You know, there were games where, you know, you know Duncan Robinson's going to get his threes up. And you know Butler's going to have, you know, all five categories covered. And Bam is going to be steady. But now you've got Oladipo, who's ball dominant, needs the ball, wants to score, is going to shoot it. You've got Trevor Ariza, who put has been putting up a lot of shots, getting big minutes for them, which I'm surprised right out of the gate that he's doing that. And then, you know, what about all the guys off the bench now? The Kendrick Nunns and Tyler Heroes on down the line. These guys were you know, leading the team in shots attempted for some of those games when everybody was out. So, you know, I'm not going to go to him in this particular game because I think it'll be slower and the defense from Memphis is respectable. But, you know, I think pulling a guy from Miami and determining who's going to be key in that particular matchup each day is going to be significant because I think you're going to see good minutes for those top guys. But, they're a dangerous team, and it's it's they're dangerous because they could get 20 points from any of like eight or nine guys. So uh, a little concerned DFS-wise. And, uh, you know, so this, again, is, you know, there's several games here I just don't like today. There's just some rough matchups. Unless you see it any differently? Well, I, I don't want to pay up for any of the starters here, the, the, the pay-up guys, for the reasons you mentioned. You know, it's the because it's the front end of a back-to-back for Memphis, that's almost like a complete red flag for me because they really limit their minutes often in this scenario. And then yeah. Miami, like you said, it's an island game for them, plus they've actually had three days off. So you've got their top five defense with their legs rested. That's Yikes. just that's a doomsday scenario for Memphis. Yeah. Um, there's a value play that could pop up on either side for me, though. On the Memphis side... If Brandon Clark is out, I could see Kyle Anderson getting a few more minutes. He's a nice price tag uh, on both sites. And then with the bench guys, because Winslow and Melton are out, I could see Tyus Jones or Bain paying off their price tag, but it's not like I'm excited to play either one of them. I think they're both pretty risky. Right. Uh, I just think that those are the three guys most likely to hit value. And then with Miami on the bench, Bielitsa finally got comfortable in the last game, 24 minutes, 10, seven and five. He's only 3,200 on DraftKings, So that's an option. Although I'm not quite sure what's going to happen with Iguodala being back in the lineup. He missed that game. Right. So I think that's also risky. Dragic at 4,800 on both sites is 
probably the guy that's most likely to hit value for Miami for, for me. Um, but like you said, it really has gotten spread thin because in the last game, none got a DNP coach's decision because of, because of Oladipo. So, and he it played is, 38 minutes in a game last week. Right. I mean, how is he going to get minutes for these guys? It's going to be tough. So, yeah, Miami's going to be uh, a fade city lots of nights unless the prices go down. I'm with you. They have to adjust because the usage is spread. I, Butler's going to go from super owned all the time to hardly owned at all. Yeah, and and from 10K maybe down to mid-7K, and then we'll jump on him at that point. Exactly. All right, we have one 9 o'clock game. It's Detroit in Denver, and this is the return of Jeremy Grant and Plumley to town. Uh, that'll be exciting. These teams yeah. were supposed to play earlier in the season and got postponed, so this is the first rematch. We talked about it on that show, uh, yeah. but now we actually get to see it in Denver, and uh, I, I like the, the possibilities for both guys. Uh, I think I'm leaning Jeremy Grant here. It is a back-to-back for him, but he only played 23 minutes last night, and he was terrific, 21-5-5 and as they blew out Oklahoma City. Yeah. That was the Remember, that was the game Plumlee sat out, so Stewart started. Right. He smashed, but then didn't end up playing tons of minutes in the second half. No. And the guard rotation was just like we talked about. Last night, it was six guys who played between 16 and 25 minutes. Christ. Ellington... Ellington didn't even play. Dennis Smith Jr. got a DNP CD. So with them back in the mix tonight, Magruder questionable. There's no way I'm going to go to any of the Detroit guards, even though a lot of them are pretty cheap. Um, I'm just going to look at Jeremy Grant, possibly Plumlee. Um, You know, we we do have a slow-paced game, though, here, 22 and 29, low total of 215. Denver, huge favorites here, 14 points. Yeah. Uh, so on, on the Denver side, uh, this is the front end of a back-to-back. And this is another situation a little bit like Miami. If you look at uh, the last game for those starters, now that Aaron Gordon's in the mix, all five starters took between 11 and 18 shots. So it's a great scenario for the fighting Joe Stantons to have a balanced lineup of of, of awesome talent. Yeah. But a lot tougher for these guys to hit value. Yeah, what are they doing to us in DFS? They're trying to squeeze us out here. This isn't any they're, fun. They're forgetting, <laughs> all, they're forgetting all about us. I know uh, it. You know, Jokic is still incredible. He took 11 shots last game and got over 50 fantasy points. So he's insane. one of the few guys who can do it. I mean, he had 16 assists, um, you know, but he's still well over 10K, so... Don't think I'll go there. In fact, I don't really think I'll go to any of these Denver starters. And now the bench guys are getting fewer minutes. Millsap was down to six minutes. Jermichael Green only 13. So uh, this is a, a pass on the Denver side for me. But maybe Jeremy Grant would be my leading candidate to, to make a roster. Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like uh, a broken record for me today. I mean, this slate is just weird. I mean, this is another scenario. You know, you this is the biggest spread on the board. Certainly has the potential to blow out. Uh, Detroit's sort of hitting the skids now. Finally, it's they were playing sort of tough for a while from what they had, but they, they're not good. And that whole guard situation, it, even into the small four, the one, two, three with Detroit, good luck. I'm, I wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole. I mean, I've, 
I think all of us have been burned at least once by either Lee or Smith Jr. or Jackson, or I could go on and on. They're just, they got eight guys in those three spots and, uh, you know, they can go from leading in minutes to, you know, not playing at all. And that's frustrating because they don't want to win. They could care less. They'll be happy to take the, try to get the number one pick, uh, you know, so it's a disaster in that area. Obviously, Grant and Plumley, the emotions being back in Denver, you know, how is that going to affect them? You know, they both are gamers. They both play hard. So I don't think they'll, you know, they'll shy to the the attention. I think they'll both step up. Plumley sat the last game, correct? Correct. Yeah. So, I mean, he was really getting tuned up for this game. I mean, I, I guarantee you that's what, why he sat. Yep. So I'm, I'm interested in Grant and Plumley. I know it sounds like it's a, you know, a, a slow drive down narrative street here, but you know, there are two guys that, that were meant a lot to that franchise. They're real tight, you know, with, with Jokic and all those guys. So I think they play, play their tails off here. And <clears throat> I think you can consider both of them or, or at least one or the other, uh, to get it done. You know, there's always a fear with Plumley trying to guard the Joker. Is he going to get in foul trouble? But, you know, if anybody knows the Joker's moves, it's Plumley because he played against him in practice for a couple of years. So, you know, I'm interested in the bigs for Detroit for that reason, if they can stay in the game. I'm with you on Denver, though. You know, we've got Miami late here is what I would call it. I mean, you got about nine guys in a rotation uh, forget about like the <clears throat> PJ Dozier's and these guys that we were so high on for a while. Um, you know, Morris is back in the mix now. Um, you know, just way too many uh, shots to go around again. Aaron Gordon is looks good, but you know, what is his role going to be as far as is he going to ha- be able to pay his salary off? You know, Porter, I would think, wants to have a big game here to show that you know, letting Grant go to free agency was a good move to make way for him. So, I mean, there is some extra motivation here that I think will turn up a few notches, but you also have to be afraid of the the blowout. So there are multiple things to concern yourself with. Um, like I say, the two bigs for Detroit are in play possibly for me. And really my favorite Denver uh, guy is Porter here. I think he's got the most to prove. And he's he, he's proven when he's hot, you know, he's going to make a lot of shots. But I'm not ecstatic. None of these guys are going to be just locking loads. But uh, try to get a little bit of exposure here because I think it'll be a highly emotional, intense game. Yes, indeed. All right, the first 10 o'clock game, part of the two-game after-hour slate, we've got the Milwaukee Bucks at the Golden State Warriors. Uh, this one uh, is the battle of strong defenses, but good paces, pace, and a great number, 235. I get the 230 game again. Of course. Ha- by chance, I always get it. <laughs> and it's, uh, you know, it's, it should be very interesting. We've got the, the second and third best defensive efficient teams, or I'm sorry, pace teams is what I was trying to say. Uh, so you got, you know, the, ball, the you know, it's going to get up and down the floor. Uh, how is Golden State going to respond after getting absolutely murdered in their last game? Uh, but they're eighth and tenth. So you got great speed, but two top 10 defenses, which is a little bit of a concern. Milwaukee, who's hitting their stride, is a six and a half point favorite, which isn't bad. That's fair, considering Golden State dropped the game by what, 50 this, this week? So, right. Uh, 
you know, and then that big total gets you excited. What I have is Giannis is probable, so I'm are definitely counting him in. Uh, P.J. Tucker still hasn't uh, really he only got that one little bit of run. He's out. Pascal out for Golden State, and they've already ruled Curry in. So I think they wanted to say to Warriors fans, please still watch. Mm-hmm. We're not going to get beat by 55 again. So um, where do we go here? Drew Holiday was player of the week. Uh, so, you know, you got to give him a, a big, uh, you know, tip of the hat. Luca was in the West, but uh, Drew Holiday earned it, picked a good time to sign a huge three-year extension, love the way he's playing, um, and I'm not playing Curry because of Holiday defense, but I like Holiday against Curry defense. So I know that that's tough for our – we have a couple of big Golden State Warriors fans as, as members, but I'm, I like Holiday here. I'm real comfortable uh, in this game with this pace. I think he's he's one of the beneficiaries of of uh, you know the the fact that uh, the backcourt for Golden State has not been good defensively, even though the rest of the team has been pretty good. Um, as far as the old Middleton and, and Giannis argument here, you know Middleton again is a little bit better play because of to me because of the huge price difference. I think you know this game sets up well for him uh, also. Giannis, you know, hard to fade Giannis anytime, but Golden State, you know, you got to respect their defense. They're they're still, you know, in a top ten defense. Uh, how to get angles, take charges on Giannis, strip the ball. He gives them a little bit of trouble, um, but you know, I think Giannis is a terrific play. But it does handcuff you if you spend that far up. I haven't played Lopez in a long time, and really don't plan on. Uh, playing him probably the rest of the season because he stinks, Andrew. It's that simple. So mm-hmm. expect Brooke to get 50 fantasy points tonight. <laughs> um, Wiggins, scoring dependent, agitating to watch at times, but can have a decent game. Uh, Ubre with Middleton, tough. Draymond Green, you know, if you can stomach t- him taking two shots maybe in this game, and still getting 35 fantasy points, whatever. If that's enough for you, maybe. Weissman's on the huge splits of minutes uh, with the bigs. So, uh, you know, for me really here, it's Holiday, maybe Middleton. And on the Golden State side, not jumping out of my seat for anybody since I'm fading Curry. Ubre still a little price too high, but potential there. So, I'll tell you what, man, this of all the slates this year, this is the toughest I've had putting a complete roster of guys together that I feel comfortable with. If you've noticed on this this show, I've probably only recommended like five guys. So, you know, I need some of that news to drop in some of these other games to fill everybody in. But it's just one of those odd mismatched nights where we've got tough defense and and just slow paced games all uh, jammed together. So. I don't know. That's the best I can do on that one. Yeah, some of these payup options on this slate are tough. And, you know, this is no exception here because it's the best total on the board. I'd like to get some exposure to it, but I don't think they're real slam dunk plays because of Giannis's huge price and the fact that he's back out there. Yeah. I think Drew Holiday can only backtrack a little bit. He's been phenomenal. He's out of his mind. Yeah. Now that he's signed that contract extension, maybe he comes back down to earth a little bit with 
Middleton and Giannis both both out there. And Middleton has the much better price than Giannis, but man, was he disappointing against Sacramento. Yeah, with, he laid an egg. You know, just a but a bad shooting night. So yeah, he, he could come right back and and get back in the forty point range, forty fantasy point range, no, no problem. Um, Connaughton or, or Dante Divincenzo, maybe one of those guys picks it up in this high pace game. That wouldn't surprise me. With Golden State, you know, I wouldn't mind getting Steph out there. Obviously, it'll it'll be a tough matchup with with Drew, but um, you know, I don't know. It, you you got to spend your money somewhere. I know. Um, it's a strange opposite thing. Usually we're jamming trying to get value, but yeah, I'm with you, man. Yeah. And I, you know, I like how Steph is now back in the lineup and he scored 37 in the last game. So he's obviously recovered from the tailbone issue. And yeah. I think these guys are going to be motivated. You mentioned the huge blowout loss this week. Plus when they played Milwaukee on Christmas, they lost by 39. Ooh. Now Draymond did not play that game. And he's obviously back in the groove here. And he's been flirting with triple doubles lately. And do you know that, you know, he had the game where he didn't shoot at all. He's actually shot six or seven times at least in the last three games. So I know when you it's... get Draymond shooting a few times, <laughs> uh, you know, that's the time to, to roll him out there. So when you get excited, we get excited. If he takes six shots, we're like, okay, he's rosterable. There's yeah, no other player in the league that you could say that about. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, so this will be a good one to watch. Uh, second second game on TNT. I, I think I'll have Draymond in a lot of lineups because of how he's been playing lately, and he's a decent price uh, on both sides. So, uh, interesting. There you go. Yep. Uh, no Lopez for you though, huh? No. Although you know the thing about Lopez is funny. I feel like he's one of those guys. Every time I watch him shoot, he makes it, and then yeah. I don't understand how he doesn't get thirty five or forty fantasy points a night. Yeah. Because he's obviously going to get some rebounds too, but. Uh, he'll just come out and score 23 fantasy points in the first quarter and then disappear. That's You know that's what's killed him this year? Bobby Portis. I mean, yeah. he's he's taken that chunk away from Lopez where you could get away with a cheap center at times. He just doesn't get it done. Portis actually, to me, is a better play, really. Yeah. If he gets the minutes. Right. All right, last game of the night, Portland against the Clippers. 229 and a half total. Clippers favored by five and a half. Yeah. Island island game for both teams. The news here, we've got Nurkic out. Yeah. And Derek Jones Jr. probable to get back in the lineup with a quad issue. On the Clippers side, we have Serge Ibaka still out. Patrick Beverly questionable to get back yeah. out there. Now, you know, this is one of the highest totals on the board, second highest total on the board. When I wrote down the numbers, even though it's a slow pace game, Portland 19th, Clippers 27th, Clippers have the good defense, top 10, but these are awesome offenses. Portland number six, Clippers number two, Portland has the bad defense, of course, 29th. So considering all the variables, it's a decent game environment on this slate. Um, but we do have all the stars, so it's, it's a little bit of a crowded situation. Lillard's had a hard time smashing value with C.J. McCollum back in the mix. Yeah, and I think time. I probably would lean McCollum here with, uh, you know, the big price discount. Uh, be interesting to see if, if Beverly plays and can add to the defensive prowess of the Clippers. They did a great job on Lillard when they met up earlier in the season. Uh, so I probably won't pay up for Lillard. I'd, I'd lean towards McCollum. Uh, but I do really like Cantor here with 
Nurkic out, good matchup against Zubats. Uh, and Cantor's been doing well off the bench here in, in limited minutes. So uh, I like his spot here. On the Clippers side, you know, I may just have enough money to pay up for Kawhi, coach, who is one of those guys that's almost a lock for 45 to 50 fantasy points, so you feel pretty good about him in in any format in the 9K range. Um, Marcus Morris has been great. Oh, he's uh, I'll tell you what, he's been my MVP the last couple of weeks. That dude yeah. just gets 8x every night. Yeah, he's just shooting it so well from from point land. Yeah. Um, you know, if he gets some Covington defense, it'll be a little bit tougher, but maybe yeah. Covington will spend some time on Kawhi and get some some Norman Powell defense. So, a decent opportunity for Morris, especially on that uh, after-hour slate uh, to find the lineup. And then Zubots as well. I like his matchup against Cantor. Um don't know if I'll get to anybody on the bench for the Clippers. We've got Rondo in the mix now. He takes a little bit away from Mann and, and Kennard. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking at uh, Kawhi, Cantor, uh, and maybe another piece from this game. Excellent. Here, here I'll give you the sound effect. Beep, beep, beep. You know what that means? What, is, what does that mean? Backing up the Brinks truck. This is where I'm spending all my money. Okay. This is a game I've been waiting for. So for, for our members, don't freak out if we're just in the middle of the pack and not looking like it's going to be a super night because this is where I'm going to unload the truck here, spend the money, and and buy up. I've been waiting all night. And usually that doesn't work out for me. Usually I got early games more. But I like I think this is a Dame time game. I, hmm. I really do. I, I think he's due. It's a good scenario. Clippers right now, there's a little bit of confusion, I think. It's going to be interesting to see how it pans out, and you touched on it. I mean, Reggie Jackson could be the odd man out. Rondo, even though in a very limited role, looked really good running the show for the Clippers, so he's going to get minutes. It's interesting that as soon as Rondo signed and played, all of a sudden Beverly's now possibly going to play. Mm -hmm. I think he wants to keep his spot in there. And then Terrence Mann, you know, is earned minutes. So – you got a lot of point guard shifting and splitting. I think Dane could eat some of that, and I'm, I'm going to go that direction. Um, so I, I like him a lot. I think uh, Ennis Canner is a huge uh, play tonight, probably going to be my center. Uh, but I like Zubots with you on the other side. I could, I could play both uh, on DraftKings and Yahoo because just a good setting for both guys. I mean, don't forget Portland is, is second to last in the entire league uh, in defense, it's only that famous five and a half point spread. And I'm, you know, I'm going to stick with Vegas that this doesn't blow out and it stays a game. So, you know, I think, uh, you know, Ennis, Canner, Zubats, Lillard, and then I'm with you. I think the other pay up guy that I like tonight is Kawhi. I don't think Covington goes on him that much. I think he sticks with Morris. And even though Morris has been my MVP the last couple of weeks. I think this becomes more of a Kawhi spot, and I prefer him over George. So, again, you know, half my salary is going to probably be spent in this game just with the two payups of Lillard and Kawhi, and then I like uh, the bigs also. So, very, I'd be very surprised if I didn't have four guys out of this game and uh, hoping for one of those late-night sweat takedowns. Yes, sir. I, I hope so as well. And 
We invite you to join us for those lineups that Coach is referencing as a member. Great time to join. Go to dfscoachtalk.com and pick up whichever length of membership you'd like. Uh, we'll get you into our Discord with an email, and we give out full lineups on FanDuel, uh, cash lineups, a GPP lineup, full lineup on Yahoo, and then the DraftKings Coaches Clipboard with highlighted core plays and then a bunch of options to, to fill out your lineup. And uh, as you can see on, um, uh, or as you have, have seen here recently, we still have the BetUS offer. Uh, if you can make your first deposit there, 149, use the promo code COACHTALK, then you can use that 149 for all your sports wagering action and get a free membership with us all the way until June 1st with access to all of our lineups in all of our sports. So we'd love to have you. Any questions, find us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. You can find the coach at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I, and you can find me at Language Olympic. Coach, any final thoughts here? Oh, just excited about tonight's slate. Uh, you know, we'd love to have you. You know, if on the way out here, if you could take a half a second, click the thumbs up, the subscribe button, and uh, click the little alert on the upper corner. That really, really helps us just get the word out and grow our YouTube channel. So we'd, we'd really appreciate it. Also, extremely excited about the Masters. We're going to have a show coming out later this afternoon for our PGA Weekly for the Masters. And we have an awesome contest just for members only with some real Masters prizes, some Pro V1s, a hat, uh, all kinds of cool stuff. So uh, join us, DFSCoachTalk.com. We'd love to have you. That's right. So we'll see you later today for golf. And we'll be back tomorrow for some more NBA as we look to crush it in DFS.